for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. How often do you wonder if you're wasting your time? I kind of had that thought come up Saturday when I was looking at my to-do list and I had a long list of things I really wanted to get done, cleaning and checking my email and getting some groceries and recording this podcast and visiting my parents and some stuff like that. And another thing I really wanted to do is get out and enjoy a hike in the mountains. As the day wore on and things were taking longer than I wanted them to, I started to think, oh, maybe going out for a hike would be a waste of time. But then I thought, at the end of the day, what will I be really glad that I did? And I knew I really wanted to get outside. And what's so interesting is that once I got in my car and drove away from the house, all that stuff didn't matter anymore. I enjoyed a beautiful hike up Y Mountain in the snow And it was just a really peaceful time to move and get some fresh air and reset and just be glad that we live in such a beautiful world. It wasn't a waste of time at all. In fact, it would have been a waste of time to stay home and cook and clean and check my email and miss out on that experience that I had that afternoon. So today we're going to talk about time. Our time choices have an immense impact on our life. It's one of the hardest, most challenging, and most rewarding things that we learn to do is decide what to do with our time. We all want to do more than we possibly can fit into a day, a week, a year, or even a life. So we face many choices on what we're going to do with our time. And out of all the choices, there's lots of good choices And then there's some that are even better. And deciding what is the best thing to do with our time can be really challenging. So let's talk about when you get so busy sometimes, wrapped up with small things that don't matter as much, and how to remember to make time for those bigger, more important, and life-changing things. I want to share a story about my daughter, Taryn. And when Taryn was a college student, she and her friends used to do a lot of fun stuff together And they planned a trip together to go stay with uh, my husband's parents in San Diego County. They live in Escondido and such a great place for a vacation. And so Taryn was taking some friends there for a fun break from college. They planned all the usual things. So lots of beach days and there's the San Diego Zoo and all the fun stuff there is to do down there. Well, just before their trip... Escondido was ravaged by a big fire. It was called the Witch Creek Fire. And all these beautiful homes and wilderness areas were just destroyed. Taryn and her friends decided once they got there, they gave up most of their beach time to help clean up after these fires. They went around the neighborhoods and they helped clean up all the mess and the burnt debris. Taryn remembers finding the remains of a burnt cat. It wasn't easy or pleasant work. And even though it was very hard physical work, 
I noticed these girls seemed so satisfied and happy with the work they did. Taryn said that as a self-centered college student at the time, it felt really good to help people in a disaster situation and make a real difference. They didn't have money to give, but they did have time. And she said that feeling like they were part of this community that came together after this disaster was a powerful experience. They sacrificed their vacation, but they gained an adventure of a different kind. And they had new insight into their ability to contribute and serve others that was much more powerful and lasting than time at the beach. So again, time choices are one of the most essential skills that we learn in this life. And for me, I'll say time has been the struggle of my life. I feel like I was up there in heaven, ready to come down, so excited to jump in and get all these things done. And when I got here, it felt like I was walking through molasses. It just seems so hard to do the things that I want to do. And I've always wanted to do so many things. It's been painful to let go of what I think I want to do because I don't have time. Well, guess what? God set us up. Seriously, he put us down here with a very limited amount of time, number of hours in a day, number of days in a year, and he offers us so many more things to do than we can possibly fit in. And he did that very intentionally. There's a purpose in it. Because we can't do everything that we want to, we are forced to choose. And by our choices, we show what we love, what we really want in our life. By our choices of what to do with our time, we become either more loving or less, more peaceful or less, more powerful or less. We all get this completely equal amount of this most incredible resource, our time. And every day we have that same 24 hours and we get to use our free agency to choose what to do with that gift. There's a classic story about using time wisely that has been around for thousands of years. What story do you think that is? Well, it's in the Bible and it's about two women, Mary and Martha. And the story is so short, and yet we all know it. It's only five verses, and in fact, it's only five sentences. So I'm going to share the whole story with you. And it comes from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Now it came to pass as they went that Jesus entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she come help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. That's the whole story. So speaking of time, that's a pretty efficient use of time, isn't it? Now this story about Mary and Martha focuses on the actions that they took, what Mary did and what Martha did. But we know, because I've been teaching you this, that our actions always come from thoughts and the feelings that we create with our thoughts. When we look at Mary and Martha's actions, what can we tell about the thoughts they were having? So what was Mary thinking that led her to drop everything and sit and listen to Jesus, the anointed one? 
And what was Martha thinking that led to her fussing with housework when the Son of God was teaching her in her own home? And here's some things that maybe Martha could be thinking. Of course, we're making all this up, but judging from her actions, she could have been thinking, this is a really special time. Jesus and all these other important guests are here. I want them to be comfortable and cared for. Everything needs to be in order. We need to serve our best food and have the house clean and comfortable. There's a lot of work to be done right now. I'm worried that I can't get it all done and things won't be as nice as they should be. This is too much for me to do alone. And there's Mary sitting around again when she should be helping me. This is so unfair. Well, Martha is an example of what I've found at times has been my biggest obstacle to feeling and doing the most important things. I can get into this busy blindness and think that all those things on my to-do list have to be done before I can get to the things that are actually more important but less urgent. Well, busy is a state of mind that we create, and we can stop creating it. Over the last few years especially, I have gotten much better at remembering that everything on my plate is there because I put it there, and there is truly not anything that I have to do. It's all a choice. Am I putting the best things on my plate? When we look at Mary's actions, what could she have been thinking? Maybe Mary was thinking, this is a really special time. Jesus and these other important guests are here. Jesus speaks with so much authority and power. I feel the Spirit whenever I listen to Him with so much hope and joy. I feel so blessed to be able to call Him a friend and learn from Him in person right here in my house. Every moment learning from Jesus is precious. I want to listen to every word I can while He's here. I work cooking and cleaning every day, and that will always be there to do. But today, Jesus is here, and I will not waste one precious moment. I'm so blessed. So we see that Mary and Martha's thoughts led them to different actions. Their actions led to different results in their lives. Mary grew in spirit and power. And notice that Jesus said those changes would stay with her forever. And then notice how gentle Christ was with Martha. He never had any hesitation calling out hypocrites and others very boldly, but he was so kind and also truthful with Martha. We should give ourselves the same compassion. Maybe you could say to yourself like I could say to myself, Vana, Vana, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. Choose that good part which shall not be taken away from you. We don't know the rest of the Martha story. I like to think that after Jesus' gentle push, she became more open and more aware, and she started to take time for the things that are more important, and she learned to let go of the weight of her to-do list. And what about me? Even though I still swing between Martha thinking and Mary thinking, I am way better now and quicker at recognizing when I feel uneasy, unsettled, restless, and unsatisfied with myself and my life, and I can stop everything and look at my thoughts and what I'm doing. Am I caught up in good things, but neglecting the very best things I could be doing with my precious limited time? It really does feel great to have a merry mindset more often. 
Just like we spend money to get something of value, we spend time to get something of value too. What do we value? Are we getting what we most desire? And more importantly, who are we becoming through the time that we spend? Like Mary, am I becoming a more powerful disciple of Jesus Christ? The best things help us become someone more like God, and that stays with us forever. We can be blind to what is truly of value and get caught up in a busy life. Because along with all the tasks of managing life, the cooking and cleaning and paying the bills and making the phone calls and all that, well, today we also have this incredibly challenging opportunity to learn to take charge of what we focus on because there's all this technology and entertainment and media just flooding us with these enticing distractions all the time. And learning to manage those easy distractions is difficult. But think how powerful we become as we learn to manage and control our mind in the middle of this flood. With great challenges come great power. There will be a huge difference between those who learn to manage it well and those who let it take control of their lives. We live in a consumer culture, and I think of it as a consuming culture. We continually take in things that someone else has created. Social media, movies, games, food, so much more. It can become a very passive life of just consuming things that other people created. God put us here to create and contribute, not just to consume. So we need to learn to be intentional and choose to use our time to create and contribute rather than just always consuming. It's so true that the results we have in our lives today are the result of the choices we've made with our time so far. I'm sure at this point there are many things that you have in your life now that you're so grateful you made time to create. Whether it's your own personal growth, your career, family, talents that you've developed, service that you've given, relationships that you've created, beauty that you've added to the world in any form, Those are things that you can take pride in and be glad that you've used your time to do that. Now, in our midlife, we realize that so much time in our life has gone by, and most of us start to feel like we really want to make the best use of the rest of our time here. So it's a good time to re-envision our goals and maybe decide to turn it up a little bit. So I regularly ask myself, is my life just good or is it the best it can be? How can I use the time I have remaining in the best way possible? I can always step it up. And at the same time, it's so important to be kind and patient with ourselves. We're here to learn, and so let's not get down on our past decisions, but just use it as a learning experience to make better decisions now. I'm still working on this even after all this effort I've put into learning about time. But I know that we can switch from a Martha mindset to a Mary mindset. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. Do you know that even in the middle of life, you can live with more joy, more peace, and more power than ever before? As a life coach, I teach people to see the possibilities open to them and how to create the motivation and energy to make those goals and dreams happen. In the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. I'm always happy to talk about what you want in your life and how coaching can help you get it. 
You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.